This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be Financially Tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm here with Tony Shore, my good friend, my co-host. Tony, thanks for joining us. As always, we've got a lot to talk about today. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about. It'll be a surprise. But not, even doing? for me, the co-host, it's going to be a surprise. This is great. I like to keep you on your toes. You know, I don't want these to be too boring for you. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're never boring. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so what have you been up to? <laughs> me? Oh, I've been busy because we're trying to get the kids ready to go back to school and my son back to college and, of course, figuring out how we're going to pay for everything. You know, I know your schedule's different. We're already back to school, man. It's crazy. It's uh, you know, when I was a kid, you didn't go back till after Labor Day, right? And now the kids start in the summertime, but That's they get weird. so much more time off throughout the year. Oh, it's, our it's kids don't wilder. start until after Labor Day. And our kids get a fall break in October, which I certainly never had when I was in school. What? No, we didn't. Yeah. We we got no such thing. The rough life. Yeah. I, my kids might even get that, but we didn't. When I was a kid, we didn't get that. No, 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 certainly not. But speaking of financial school. things, my what I've been working on is figuring out, okay, my daughter and my son, one of my daughters and my son need new laptops. And oh, yeah. My other daughter, they all want new shoes and clothes and backpacks <laughs> uh, and laptops. And right. the scientific calculator, I swear I've bought in six of those things at a, at least 150 a pop but we is somehow, that one of those big giant ones they want yeah still, the graphing calculator yeah. it's texas instruments graphing calculators you'd think yeah, in this day and age those. so you have a laptop and a smartphone why do you need right you think your phone can <laughs> seriously i mean can my phone not do everything that that scientific calculator can do i Gosh, you'd think so. Yeah. And you, and you could tell Siri to do it for you, so you don't even have to type anything in. <laughs> right. You just, you just say it. Right. It draws it the picture. Well, some classes, they don't let the kids use the cell phones during class. They don't want them to have them, so sure. that's probably part of it. But but in some schools, they're giving everybody iPads now. So, right. You know, they, they have all this technology yeah. these days. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's funny. I saw the other day, I saw a commercial for this thing you can put on your iPhone. I think it was an iPhone. That, that it works as a stud finder now, but instead of like the old school stud finder where it just is beeping at you, it literally shows a picture in the wall so you can see a stud or a pipe or wiring. I'm like, oh my gosh. What? How many years I've had a little nail and you're like <laughs> nailing into the wall, you know, it made, it made 40 nails to find all the little studs yep. and stuff so I could do something. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, the power of technology. Wow, that's incredible. I haven't heard about that. That That is something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, what can a smartphone? What can what can't a smartphone do? I mean, seriously, it's getting crazy. Yeah, but you know, the power of technology is good and bad. You know, what's amazing is I was just recently talking to somebody about this. this is why it's fresh on my mind. But it's funny because in the old days, you know, if you owned stocks or had investments, 
you had to wait. You waited for a statement. You waited for something and eventually it showed up and then you had some new information and then you're constantly always waiting. Um, and there was just enough information to keep you in the saddle. These days there's so much technology. Everybody pulls out their, their phone out of their pocket and you have instant access to all of your accounts. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's sideways, it's in, it's out. And you know, it's ironic because that's become a good and bad thing. It's powerful to have technology. It's powerful to have information. It's powerful to stay informed. But some people have a tendency of making themselves sick over it. You know, the reality is, is most of the money is made with investing over periods of time. And if you get really hung up in the day to day, hour by hour, minute by minute price action on this stuff, Tony, you're better. You're just going to give yourself an ulcer instead of any you know, real excitement. Yeah. And so it's funny because technology, you know, it is a bit of an addiction and we get really distracted staring at oh, stuff that we perhaps do. is a bit much. We do. Just speaking of distractions, Fortnite. <laughs> I thought <laughs> oh, I'd bring geez. up Fortnite. Uh, anyway, well, that's not that's a whole nother show. Yeah. But I, I know that uh, you wanted to talk today about what was the topic? It was going to be a surprise, wasn't it? Well, it's not a surprise. We're just going to talk about all kinds of good stuff. What I wanted good. to talk about first, though, is a phone call I got yesterday. Okay. So I had someone call in, total random person, and and they called in and they said, hey, I'm trying to figure something out. I just got a phone call from the Social Security Administration. Are they able to stop my Social Security payment and levy all of my assets? I said, well... Technically, 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 that is ultimately potentially true, but you're talking about a very extreme scenario where you've been a very naughty human being. What I would tell you, though, however, is that the Social Security Administration, and for this matter, which I'll bring up in a second, the IRS, they don't make outbound phone calls, Tony. Nope. They're not picking up the phone, calling people, saying, hey, you've been bad, you owe us money. What do they do first? They send a nice, formal, official letter. To ruin your day. You open the mail and you got this big letter saying, bada bing, bada boom, we've got gotcha. you. Um, the letter is then the catalyst for verbal communication. But the IRS and Social Security Administration, they're not calling you. Nope. And even to this point, my mom a few weeks ago got a call from the IRS. Oh, hey, you didn't do this right. You owe us a ton of money. And it's funny because what do we instantly think? Oh, no, I'm, I'm busted. I screwed up. They caught me. Now, this gentleman I was talking to yesterday, Tony, it was kind of funny because he said that through all of this chaotic stuff that they had identified and how naughty he was and how the, I forget what it was, the marshals have been watching his house or something like that. If he would simply go to the grocery store and get some cash gift cards and then read the gift card numbers over the phone to the Social Security Administration, they would happily waive all the stuff. So, yeah, it's just uh, one of those telephone uh, scams. And I'm glad you're bringing that up because, like you say, the IRS and the Social Security Administration will never call you. No, you get a letter in the mail. And that's, yeah. that's you know, the worst thing you ever want is to open your mail and have a letter. But at least you know that it's semi-legit at that point. But it's funny because even as irrational as this is and irrational as it sounds to talk about as a third party, we are all emotional. And so when you get a phone call, when you hear something and you're in trouble with the government, you owe money and you need to fix it. A lot of us get caught in this. The only reason the scam happens is because people give them money. You know, they're feeding the bears kind right. of a thing. 
So you got to be conscious about it. The, the, the IRS, the Social Security Administration, they're not going to call you. They're going to send you a letter and then that would prompt you calling them where they could call you. And now there's dialogue to deal with something. Yeah. They're never going to ask for personal information over the phone. They're never going to ask for money payments over the phone. That just doesn't exist. But it's a scam and it's constant and it's all around. You know, it's funny. I mentioned, Tony, that um, my mom recently got a phone call from the IRS saying how, how bad she was and that if she gives them some money, they can fix everything for her, which was very nice. They'll fix everything. This is awesome. So she hung up her phone said, whatever, hung up her phone and walks into my office, you know, because we're here we're at the office and says, hey, I just got this phone call to the IRS. They said I owe them money and I have a laugh and I say, let's look at the phone number and I call the phone number back. Now, what happens when you call the IRS, Tony? Any idea you ever done that? Uh, you're going to get a recording. Yeah, you're going to spend about a week on the phone trying yeah. to oh, track yeah. down a human. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. I wish you okay. the best. I wish now, you the best. What a great thing this was, though. We called back the IRS with the phone number that called us. And, I mean, this must have been a miracle because you'll never guess what happened. What happened? A human answered the phone. <laughs> How awesome is this? And I said, hey. We're calling back. We just had a phone call from you. We're very concerned about the money that we owe you. And they're all, well, great. Who are you? And I said, who am I? Well, you have the phone number you just called. Pop it in the system and you tell me who I am. Well, we can't do that. You know, who are you? I need, you know, I need your information. So obviously we're, we're talking in jest about this, but, but this is a scam. Yeah. And these scams are going on constantly. They auto dial people. It's easy to get everybody's information. It's just the way the world is. And you can't be emotional and you can't fall victim and pray to this stuff because it happens all the time. Right. It does. Incredible. And there's yeah. another one uh, where this is uh, less direct financial related, but it is financial related. I guess it's a, it's a scam to get your credit card information. But my mother-in-law and a couple other people I know, uh, all elderly retired people, uh, got or or in that age range got um, they probably what happened is they got an email at some point uh, and they thought it looked legitimate. It even said it was coming from somebody they knew. So they clicked on a link in it and then nothing really happened or it took them to a page that froze up their computer. So they thought nothing of it and restarted whatever. Then a couple of days later, they get a call from Microsoft saying, <laughs> we notice you're having computer issues and we can fix that for you. Oh, but wow. we need some information first. And they ask your mother's maiden name. They ask for uh, different <laughs> uh, passwords for that you've used in your right. computer. You know, what's your sister's name? Uh, this is just a, we need security question answers and we'll set up security for you. So yeah, it's crazy. And they do all this over the phone and they say, we can do it. Now there's the fee to, to completely free up your computer. So it runs again is this amount. And then, uh, so she gives my mother-in-law did it. She gave them her credit card and information. Oh no. Yep. Yep. And, and then, um, they charged that amount. Uh, but then she noticed some unusual activity on her bank account and her computer uh, they actually did send something and she clicked it and her computer ran better for a while. But then a, a couple of weeks later, it, it crashed again and she got another call the day after it crashed again. 
Really? So they can actually, they send emails that puts a virus, you click on a link, it, it downloads oh, a I virus see. to your computer. Then they click a link that you run a program that takes it, or at least temporarily disables it, but it's going to keep popping up. So uh, it's a, that's a scam that people need to be watching out for. We're at risk of that too. But that's why we have to talk about this stuff, especially on the radio show. I mean, even though, you know, what we do from a business practice standpoint is rather complicated. That's why I like to talk about pretty straightforward, obvious topics on the radio, because these are the things that matter on the consumer side in the, the practice management side. These are the things, the pitfalls that we all have to deal with. And everybody needs to be very aware that you need to be a little more vigilant. You don't give your information over the phone. If anything, you just say, hey, what's your name and what's your phone number? I'll call you back. And that way, if it is Social Security, if it is the IRS, if it is Microsoft, you don't call that number back. You go online and you find the, the big official formal phone number and you call back in and you call Microsoft and say, hey, you guys reached out. And they say, what are you talking about? You know, we all need to be a little more vigilant. But, you know, what, Tony, we, we really need to take a, a break here real quick. Yeah, we do. And we'll, we'll come back to this part. But, hey, everybody, you need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be aware of the things that impact you. You got to protect your finances. You got to protect yourselves. This is important. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to keep talking about this stuff. We'll be right back uh, after a few words. But if you have any questions about today's topic or have any other topics or questions or want to set up a complimentary consultation with the Lynn Group, give us a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Give us a minute. We'll be right back after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelyngroup.com or calling us at 805 500 7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is the man, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group. And Mike, great show so far. Uh, You've been talking about uh, some different scams that have popped up recently, uh, which puts our money at risk. And they unfortunately really target seniors in a lot of cases, not always, but, uh, you know, the over 50 crowd at least, uh, plus. And I, I think that's just terrible, right? But our money yeah. is at risk in various ways, isn't it? Well, is, isn't that a fact? I mean, you know, how you invest your money is an issue. How you spend your money is an issue. Who you uh, let defraud you out of your money is an issue, perhaps. You know, and I've seen it before. I mean, I know somebody that I met after the fact. And by the time I had met them, they had met someone who was, uh, a successful businessman in Malaysia, but he was trapped there for some weird reason and he needed money to get out. And by the time I had come across this individual in their situation, they had given approximately $800,000 to helping this gentleman oh, return back to the United goodness. States to be with them. Now I can tell you right now that that was all of their cash. And then on top of it, taking a line of credit from their home, um, putting them in a very destitute situation. So these things happen. We're all susceptible because we're emotional. And let's be fair, you know, human nature, you know, we like to trust people. We want to think we're doing something good. We want to think we're doing something right. We want to think we're fixing problems. Right. 
but we have to be conscious and careful because this stuff is all over the place and it's a huge problem. And in that individual situation, there was no getting the money back. It was gone. They contacted the FBI. They went through the whole kit and caboodle and the money's gone. I mean, it was very unfortunate. Wow. That is so terrible. We all need to tread lightly. But so what was the State of the Union from earlier? The IRS and the Social Security Administration do not upfront make outbound phone calls, and they certainly don't ask you for money over the phone after collecting all your personal information. And neither does they don't Microsoft. Want you, <laughs> neither does Microsoft. They don't want you going to the Vons and getting gift cards and reading them gift card phone numbers. All that stuff stinks. You hang up on them. If you're truly concerned about your Social Security, your IRS, your Microsoft, wherever it is, hang up on that person, get the correct phone number, go on the correct website, and call back into the system, and then ask the formal people if there's an issue with your file, which I can probably promise you there probably isn't. Right. So it's something to be good to understand. But yeah. It's just one of those things. You know, moving on, you know, I had another thought this week. It was funny. Someone asked me about their investments. And they said, what's the first place that I should start with my investments in the sense of starting to prepare my retirement income plans? Because what do I talk about, Tony? Retirement income plan, retirement income plan, retirement income plan. And I said, well, that's a great question. And I, I even write about this in my book, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which if anybody wants to call in 805-500-7035, I'll be more than happy to give you a free copy of my book. You want to come by the office and grab it, but give us a call. But in any case, what is the first place you start with with your assets when creating a retirement income plan? And that's easy. You need to make an inventory. Mm. Now, an inventory isn't just making a list on a piece of paper of what accounts you have. An inventory is a little deeper. It is, number one, certainly getting a list, understanding what accounts you have, where your money is at. But then from a very simple sense, I like to start color categorizing my things in my inventory. I believe that there are red assets and green assets is kind of the two color choices. And Tony, I'm sure you remember this. We've talked about this a lot over the years. Now it's funny because the whole point of color coding your assets is so that you have a basic understanding of how those assets work. So let's think red and green. What does red remind us of Tony? Stop. Yeah. Danger, danger, you know, kind of like, hey, danger. red, it's bright, it's fast, yeah. it's exciting, it's wild. No. What, is, what does green give us? Uh, green means good or okay. go, it's safe to go. Yeah, yeah, it's safe. Okay, so, yeah, so what you're doing is you're kind of pulling back, you're remembering in your mind the old days we talked about a stoplight, you know, as we look at the different colors of our assets, you know, red, what does red mean? You better stop and think about what you're doing. Green says, hey, it's pretty safe to go, but be aware of what you're doing. But in any case, once you have an inventory of your assets, you start looking at what those assets are. Are they red? So I call red our hope so money, right? We hope something. We hope two things from red money. Mm -hmm. We hope it goes up and we sure as heck hope it doesn't go down. But isn't that how all investing works? Um, when you look at red assets, what do we think of Tony? We've got stocks and bonds. Now bonds are their own conversation, mutual funds, ETFs, variable annuities, alternative investments, even, you know, real estate can be a red asset. Things that move up and down where we have no, we'll say guarantees. It's either going up or going down of the mood of the day. Hmm. So green assets, 
Well, what was your, what's that? Well, so red red are assets that are at risk where we could lose principal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can lose the value. We can yep. wake up tomorrow and they've gone down in value. Absolutely. Green assets are a little different. We call those no assets, not N-O assets, K-N-O-W. No, we know what they're doing. We have a, a level of predictability. We're not going to lose the money. And we have a basic idea of how they might increase in value. Now, what's funny is when I talk about green assets, people, consumers, retirees, they all lose sight on perhaps two of the biggest green assets, social security and pensions. Mm. Those are your assets. I mean, if your social security is giving you 30 grand a year, how much money would you need in an investment account in order to generate that much money comfortably? I can tell you what. You'd probably need at least seven or eight hundred thousand dollars to generate that. Right. That's a huge asset. It's huge. Oh, and by the way, it has a cost of living adjustment on it. I mean, and it's tax efficient. What a fantastic green asset. And then pensions is kind of the same deal. You know, it's yep. stable. The money's rolling in. Maybe you got a cost of living adjustment. What a powerful asset. Then you get into the other green assets. Well, a lot of green assets are banking instruments, you know, savings accounts, checking accounts, CDs. Now, how are those things paying these days, Tony? Uh, not too well with the low interest rates. I think my bank, a CD is at like 1% or 1.1%. Yeah. And that's starting to tick up. You know, there's a few CDs out there where you're starting to see them in the twos and, and then some bonusy ones that offer even the threes for longer term CDs. But you know, what's fascinating is not to detract from my red money, green money comments here, but a CD is historically is an asset class that's just supposed to help try to keep up with inflation. I recently had someone come in and they said, Mike, I'm thinking about buying a 2.5% CD. This seems like a really good deal since CDs have been so low. And I said, awesome. That sounds totally cool. But let me ask you a question. Do you have any idea what inflation's at right now? And they said, no. And so we pulled up the little chart because every month it's updated on the historical inflation. I think it's usinflationcalculator.com. And last month, inflation is measured at 2.9%. So it's kind of funny because, yeah, interest rates on CDs are picking up, but inflation has picked up a lot and it's still trailing inflation. So you lock in that rate, even though it emotionally feels good and looks good on paper. The reality is you're still losing purchasing power because you're not even keeping up with inflation. Anyways, moving on. Then other green assets, Tony. Insurance policies. So cash value, life insurance, fixed and fixed index annuities, things like that. The secret of red and green money is you never use your red money to create income. Just think uh, about it. Sure. Think, think about it. I, I told you earlier Social Security was green money. If your Social Security was linked to the stock market meaning if the stock market went down, your social security check went down, how would you feel, Tony? Uh, I would feel not good. Uh, yeah, worried, you wouldn't feel good. You wouldn't feel good. You'd no. be pretty upset by the whole deal. Yeah. So we never link up income to red assets. We never take income from the stock market because it's too unpredictable. I mean, even Susie Orman talks about this stuff. She calls it reverse dollar cost averaging and says, you never take money out of at-risk investments because if they go down and you pull your monthly income, you do irreparable damage. You never recover from this. So you don't do that. So what's our red money for? Well, we'd like to live a long time. So it's for growth and it's for a hedge against inflation and a hedge against increasing tax rates. 
We want our money to grow. So we use our red money to create that. Our green money is a little more stable. It's a little more boring. It is perfect for creating income because it can create a predictable cash flow. Let me give another example, another quiz, Tony. If you had a hundred grand sitting in cash and you took out $5,000 a year, would you know how long it would last for? Uh, no. Well, okay, 5,000 Because I was told there grand. would be no math, and you do that for <laughs> me. See? You always revert back to that. But the, the answer is, yes, we, we do know how long the money's good for. It's good for at least 20 years, and if we earn some interest on it, it'll be good for a little longer. Now, if we had 100 grand sitting in the stock market, and we wanted to take out 5,000 a year, do we have any idea how long it's going to last? We have no clue. No. It might last forever if the stock market goes up forever. And you know what? It might be gone in three years, depending on what happens. We have no stability in our retirement income, and that is scary, and that should be scary to you. So the idea is green money is used to generate income. Red money is used to generate growth and an infl- uh, a hedge against inflation and taxes. And, and everybody's situation is different on how much we allocate to red and green because some people need more of their assets towards income and some people don't. And so we have to come up with a proper, unique plan that effectively helps you do this. So that's what how you use red and green money. And that's really big picture step one is you make an asset inventory, you understand what you own, are these red or green, and do I have the right amount of assets? Because oftentimes when we make that inventory, what happens, Tony? We find out that you have too much red money. Yeah. You know, all your money's still in the stock market. People which, say you know, my portfolio's diversified, so I do have a good balance. Well, it's all in the stock market. Yeah, but it's some of it's in safe stocks. <laughs> right. But that but that's the problem is and there's nothing wrong with the stock market getting to the retirement years. You know? Right. Growing your money is different than taking your money, people. And that's what has to happen yeah. is we have to help shake out forty years of money habits of the way you saved and thought about money in order to formulate a proper retirement plan. But hey, guess what, Tony? We're out of time. We're out of time, my friend. Yeah. And I I appreciate it. I always appreciate doing the show with you. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. You know, don't get scammed. That should be be good, obvious advice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and then (laughs) just real basics of money, man. Red money, green money. Don't be stupid and don't take your money out of the stock market for your monthly income because you know what? We're in a late stage bull market. Maybe that'll last forever. Who knows? Yeah. But look, if you have questions, if you do not have a proper retirement income plan, if you need help and need advice, give me a call. 805-500-7035. Visit my website, thelindgroup.com. This is what we do. I offer free, no cost, complimentary financial planning, cash flow, retirement income analysis. We'll be happy to help you with this stuff. 805-500-7035. Uh, We're out of time, but you know what? Same time, same place next week. So I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 